Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 8 of 60 Minutes With. Uh, I'm Dave, and, for a change, I'm joined on an interview show by somebody else. Who could it be? Who's on the other end of this line? (gasps) I was going to do a Welsh um, accent then. (laughs) (laughs) And pretend to be uh, Ramrod, but I I couldn't do that. Hello, it's Chris. Hello. Hello. Yes, um, we're... this you you were the perfect person mate to uh, to join me on this interview because obviously it's video game related uh, and of course you're you're for those that might not know you um the same coin gaming podcast that you're on yeah well you did say that i'm the perfect choice but in a, uh, because it's about video games but um people who do listen to the same coin will know that i know nothing or i talk nonsense <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i guess not that perfect and also uh, i'm going to be talking about management sports management simulations i also know little to nothing about those as well so <laughs> but in in the interview that we've just done you um you were educated and uh, in fact you said on air that you'd be going off and buying one of these games when we finish recording absolutely and I, I i am not just saying that i will i've already looked at it but i thought that all this is going to be the perfect opportunity for me to ask um carl and brad um Will I be able to get into these games with, again, little to no experience of the sports or the type of game that they are? And uh, the the iOS version, the iPad and iPhone version, sounds like perfect entry level for, mm-hmm. for somebody like me, for a complete idiot. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, listeners, what are you going to listen to now? You're going to listen to me and Chris having a chat to uh, Brad Cook and Cole Hobson from Out of the Park Developments, and they're going to tell us uh, about MLB Manager. Um which is on iOS and coming to Android. Also, Out of the Park Baseball, uh, Franchise Hockey Manager, and Beyond the Sidelines Football as well, all American football um, sport management games that are out. Um, and it's it's some good chat. We learned some we learned some good things. I as I say in in the interview, I am so stoked for Beyond the Sidelines. But I've also dipped into Out of the Park Baseball. And loving it, and I've got franchise hockey manager to dip into as well. So yeah, I can see me spending some serious time in front of the Mac now, mate, <laughs> playing management games. Thanks. Yeah, if you don't hear from um, Dave for a, a few months or a year, yeah. then you know why. That's it. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Send all correspondence to uh, out of the park developments because they're to blame for my disappearance. <laughs> <laughs> so get comfortable, sit back. And uh, get ready to spend 60 minutes as me and Chris talk to Brad and Cole. Right, Brad, Cole, um, can you tell us and the listeners to start with uh, the history of Out of the Park Developments? How did it go? If, am I right in saying it all started back in 99 from what I've read? Yeah, um, late 90s. Uh, M- Marcus Heinsohn, who uh, created Out of the Park Baseball, he got into baseball in the mid 90s. Uh, for people who don't know, he actually grew up in Hamburg. Uh, well, he grew up in Germany. Uh, he lives in Hamburg now. Um, he's been there his whole life. And in the mid-90s, he had a neighbor uh, who went on a trip to the United States and came back with a glove and a bat. And then uh, that's when Marcus first discovered this this funky sport called baseball. And what's this all about? And, of course, uh, that was the early days of the Internet, so he could get online and see some early videos and things and kind of learn about the sport. He became a Red Sox fan and uh, – and since management games are big, have always been big in Europe, you know, he's talked about growing up playing them, and he um, uh, has a background in programming. He decided to create his own, and so he released the first version of Out of the Park Baseball in 1999, and uh, the rest is history. 
So it was purely, was it then purely because you said there were, there were so, management games were so popular in Europe, that's what led it to be a management game rather than more of like an arcade type game then? Yeah, I mean, as, as a programmer and especially someone, you know, he's a guy who pays a lot of attention to all the little minutiae in baseball, you know, the changes to the collective bargaining agreement and how contracts work. And, you know, you hear about people talk about things like Super 2 players and all these kind of things, which he pays attention to. So, And that's what he likes. I mean, he didn't want to... There are lots of games where you can press a button to swing a bat or, you know, use your joystick to, to uh, nudge a pitch or whatever. But he, he didn't want that. You know, he wanted to really dig into the nuts and bolts of the sport and kind of this idea that, you know, you're the GM of the team. You're running the team and you're making the decisions and, you know, and how, how will your team, you know, fare, you know, compared to real life. I think American sports as well are naturally suited to management games because they're all stats heavy there's so many stats that are constantly tracked throughout the game that it just lends to this sort of management style doesn't it yeah yeah d definitely I, I would agree with that completely i mean especially baseball you know with the rise of sabermetrics and you know what bill james has done um we have a lot of the sabermetric stats in the game uh and uh yeah baseball in particular is a sport you know hockey is kind of kind of coming along with some things like corsi and fenwick um some stats i know there's there's a little bit of that going on with football now where people are coming up with some more advanced stats but yeah baseball is the kind of thing where i have for you know they've got the head start in that area i'd say they, they've really there are people for the last what 20 30 years or more who've been coming up with all kinds of ways to slice and dice numbers and evaluate players and figure out the the, the best way to look at them i can imagine sorry, sorry though, i can imagine that's incredibly um difficult to do i mean i'm just about it from, from the you know do you have a big team working on it or is kind of marcus uh, you know working alone or how, how does that work you know yeah, I mean, Marcus started by himself, and he brought in Andreas Rott, uh, who's um, the co-owner of the company. Um, and uh, Andreas works on a lot of the online stuff on Isla Park Baseball, as well as other things. And he handles our accounting and things, too, for the company. Um, so it was just the two of them actually doing the game for a long time, and it's always been Marcus taking the lead on on what features we're going to do each year. And um, he's really good about that. He's very diligent, very focused, you know, and... Uh, and then over the over the off season, uh, we brought in a guy named Matt Arnold, um, who lives in Toronto. He headed over to Hamburg for a few months. I think he's still there, uh, working with Marcus to get up to speed on everything. He's been working on out of the park sixteen with him. So that's the first time someone else has been added to the team. Uh, well, and then I, I guess I should add Yorin as well, a three D programmer who came on board for out of the park fifteen to to do the three D stuff. Um, but yeah, for a long time, for the first you know fourteen versions, it was uh, just just the two of them doing the game. Wow! Okay, has he got any hair left, or is, <laughs> is he uh, just completely grey? Or... Yeah, he's 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 got quite a nice head of hair. I I, I was I was in Hamburg last June for our company meetings. He's got a lot more tattoos. He's he's uh, he's he's a big fan of tattoos, and uh, I don't know how I feel about me saying that, but you know he. <laughs> He likes tattoos, and that's cool. And uh, and he's he's got quite the head of hair. Um, he's kind of got the rock star kind of head of hair, I would say. Um, he definitely does not have that kind of nerdy, geeky, like live in my mom's basement kind of vibe. He's 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 a cool guy, I have to say. Um, I'm not just saying that because he's my boss. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a pretty cool guy, and he's uh, he's definitely. Um, 
yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of got got a little of that rock and roll thing going on uh, as a programmer. But uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 great working with them. They're they're a great company. You know, like I said, I was over there last June. I guess Cole will get a chance to uh, maybe visit there sometime for company meetings and. We got to see the sites and spend some time talking about all our games and our plans for uh, the rest of the last year and this year. So it started with baseball, and obviously there's the new one that's coming out later this year. Uh, and you mentioned the 3D graphics then being added in the last version. Was that something that there was a lot of player pressure from to add 3D graphics to it? Uh, that's always been kind of a mixed bag uh, for us. We, we, you know, we've got because the game for uh, we added uh, the 2D ball flight, so you've got the picture of the stadium, and then you see kind of the ball move across the screen. You can't see if it's in the air or on the ground. You just kind of see it move to see where it went. And that was added a few years ago. And there are people who on our forum who just say like, "I turn that off. I hate that." <laughs> so they they just like I mean they just want like a, a, a text based sim, and you know and and. Uh, you know, we've got a great, really loyal fan base. Uh, they're, they're all great people. Um, our forums are pretty civilized compared to a lot of places on the Internet. And, uh, and you know, they're, they're the people who just who really, you know, will clamor for really specific things they want in the game and, you know, things that they, they which they lobby for, which is great. Um, there, you know, there's a contingent who understands that, you know, we need to kind of move up with the times a bit and, and try to... Um, bring a little more of a, of a graphical element to the game. I mean, I, I think someday, you know, we, we want to get to the point where we have 3D players on the field as well. And I mean, personally, it doesn't need to look like MLB the show, but I think it would be great to see a guy, you know, hit a ball into the gap for a double, see him rounding first, heading for second. You know, if he's a speedy guy, maybe he turns on the afterburners, goes for third, <laughs> see the throw, all that stuff. It doesn't have to be as as splashy, but it would be fun to, to kind of watch that play out. And that's kind of where, where we're heading um and of course we'll always you know keep our eye on on the simulation part of it and the management part of it and the front office part and making sure that that all that stuff is there too yeah because with these it's always we were talking before we came on air weren't we with these games it's always it really sort of stimulates your imagination because you get so deep into it with with all the stats and for me personally, we we said it goes back to the Spectrum, and I used to play head coach on the Spectrum, which was about as basic as you could get it. But, but in my head, I was I was watching a proper American football game going on, and I was on the sidelines calling the plays, even though I'd have to write all the stats down on a piece of paper that was next to me. Um, and that's what got me hooked on these type of games. Whereas you, Chris, you come from a different perspective, don't you? Yeah, that's right. Um, the, I think the last uh, management sort of sim that I've played was uh, Kevin Keegan's Football Manager, um, and that's going back uh, way, way back to the the old Super Nintendo and Amiga um, days. So I guess that's kind of a, an interesting point from my perspective um, for, for both of you, you know, Cole and Brad. That how easy or difficult would it be for me to get into a, a game like this you know in, in, if I've got no kind of level of experience I've never played one of these games before or it's been so many years since I've played it so how easy would it be for me to get into it uh well I've done a lot of talking I'll let Cole handle this if he wants uh sure I mean uh, I guess it would depend on what your level of familiarity is with the specific sport I mean it's uh it's obviously a bit easier if you have a knowledge with the sport but I'd say our, our games, generally speaking, they they do have a bit of a learning curve, but that's that's a benefit because once you are kind of in there and, and used to the game, I mean, it, it has that depth to it. I mean, it's not, you know, you're not going to have to have a piece of paper to write down your stats because 
you know, our games are going to have every stat that you could want and, and a lot of stats that you're not going to want. So, uh, I mean, David was mentioning kind of the fictional aspect of it and creating your own universe. And I think that's kind of a, a big appeal to a lot of our uh, games. I mean, maybe you don't know the MLB that well, or you don't know the, uh, NHL that well, or the NFL that well, but all our games, uh, kind of allow for customization and you can kind of create a fictional world and, make it as big or as small as you want and make it in your hometown, make it with players and teams that you know and things that kind of are comfortable for you. And that kind of eases the transition, I think. And I know myself personally, I mean, when I play, uh, when I play our games, I'm more of a fictional player. I prefer to kind of create my own worlds rather than kind of play in, in predefined uh, NHL or uh, MLB type worlds. So, so, so think- you could, sorry, sorry, go on. No, I mean, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, uh, there is a learning curve, and I think that's just natural for any game. I mean, but at the same time, there's also, you know, uh, you know, great community support, lots of people who are just starting out as well, so you can go on our forums. There's, you know, sections specifically for people who are new that can ask questions, and, you know, once you get going, I mean, I've been playing out of the park myself for over 10 years, so it's, to me, it's pretty natural, but, you know, there is there is time to get into these games, for sure. Mm. And so you mentioned there that you can create your own player, and uh, but you can pick from a, a whole raft of players, I guess, from um, current sort of leagues and, and past leagues. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, in respect, I'll just talk in respect to Franchise Hockey Manager. I mean, our, our game has the current NHL rosters, and it also has leagues from all around the world. So, I mean, if you're a fan of, you know, the NHL, the AHL, Swedish League, any any number of leagues. I mean, uh, our new game is going to have 23 different playable leagues, for example, and uh, 151 total leagues around the world. So if there's a specific league that's kind of your favorite, you can jump in and play that league, and it'll have all the players and all the teams that kind of our researchers have, have done all the work on to put together attributes and stats for. Or there's also, you know, the option to play in a, in a custom world and with fictional players, so there's kind of no preconceived notions, and you can kind of create your own teams and create players that are kind of generated by the game engine and things kind of develop organically in that way. Mm. But you could take your own character, customize him, you know, take him through the, I guess, the minor leagues up to sort of the major and and all that kind of stuff. You can do all that as well. Yeah. And I mean, our games are more so on the team building aspect rather than a a player development thing. I I mean, you can create players and you can track them all the way through, but it's not you're not so much playing as a single player in our games. It's, it's more so kind of management of an entire team and an entire franchise in most cases. So it's more of a, a top-down kind of full approach rather than one specific player. I think it's good as well you mentioned um, the way that you can customize everything. It's Within these games, the thing that totally amazes me is just the whole level of detail and depth um, going e- into the stats side of it. I mean, all the stats that you mentioned are kept track for you now. So if you've gone to the days when I did have to write everything down on a notepad, thankfully. And whatever you want to check is there. And it was I had um, I had a quick go on um, baseball out of the park baseball um, early on yesterday. And there was even little tiny details that probably don't mean much um, to a lot of people. But there was the very fact that when I I could type my name in. Okay, I'll type my name in, so it's me, I'm leading the team, I'll put my name, put my age down, and then I come to pick the country, and there's even Wales in there. Now, as somebody who lives in Wales, the very fact that that's in there, because normally it's just England or UK, it's just little tiny things like that that make all the difference to different people that are playing it. And it must take so long to, like, cover all the ground of everything that you've got to put in. Yeah, um... 
I, I would say, yeah, and, and, you know, Cole brought up the researchers we have, and that's, that's a good point that I uh, neglected to address earlier, that we do have a large kind of, even though it's, you know, just a few people working on the game as far as the coding and all that, and our graphic designer, Daniela, I've got to give her support uh, credit. She's, uh, she works on all our games and our website and everything. Um, and then we've got these researchers. I mean, you know, Alabama Park Baseball has real rosters for, all the real teams, major leagues, all the way down through the minors, down through, you know, short, even short A ball, rookie ball, and then the foreign leagues, Japan, Korea, Taiwan, et cetera, um, in other, other countries. And, you know, we've got an amazing group of dedicated researchers who put these rosters together and they, they, they pour through all kinds of materials to get stats and other things they need. Because, you know, every player's got his historical stats. Even minor leaguers have historical stats now in the game. That was added, I believe, it was last year. Um, so there's there's just an amazing wealth of information that's there. And, of course, all their biographical info, their height, weight, all that stuff, birthplace, everything. Um, and it's all thanks to those guys. Uh, so, yeah, it's 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 quite an effort to put a lot of that stuff in there. And then, like you said, you know, we, we've even got those little details covered. Um and maybe that helps being, you know, having a European perspective from a guy like uh, Marcus who's going to, you know, pay attention to those things more than us dumb Americans who just think, oh, England, whatever, <laughs> Ireland, I don't know, Wales, what are you talking about? Because you know, we're just, we're idiots, I admit it, you know. Uh, so uh, I get it. But, uh, yeah. In addition to, uh, I mean, the researchers that Brad mentions, I mean, uh, one amazing thing about Art of the Park Developments is the mod community and the, the community of, of users of our games that not only play the games, but also put ridiculous amounts of hours into creating things that make the game experience better, whether it's uh, real player pictures, team logos, team jerseys, just all these little things that you can easily install into your game and they make the immersion factor so much deeper. And, and just for, for all our games, there's just incredible support from the community that kind of really turns things around and makes the game a lot better for the user. Awesome. And, and you know, you mentioned, I mean, it's incredible to, you know, kind of mind-blowing, really, the amount of work and, and stats and everything else that you can get in, in these games. But I've known of, um, say, for instance, with um, soccer or football in this country, that real scouts will sort of use certain other games to, to you know, look at up-and-coming footballers or track their stats they'll actually use a game as opposed to sort of real life have you ever experienced any of that i mean real life scouts and looking at your it's almost like a, a database of everything you could want to know about baseball and hockey and um have you, have you ever known any of that happen uh i have actually there's a, a scout a part-time scout for the red sox who i've talked to who i've given a copy of the game to i don't know if he's used it much um, you know, he gets busy and I don't really hear much from him. And then I talked to him a little bit. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, that's, there's definitely a lot of information in there and there's even a place in the game where you can put down notes and other things. So yeah, you could actually use the game if you're a scout as your database and actually go in. And like I said, you know, we got all the real teams. So some little, you know, a ball team, uh, out in Iowa or whatever is going to have a real roster. And if you're out there scouting those players, you could actually look them all up and even see how we've rated them. If that, if that matters to you, but, um, for a scout. So yeah, I mean, I'd love to get the game into the hands of more people like that. I, I've, I've heard that football manager, you know, does have that element. I think, isn't there a, a soccer club in the UK that actually uses football manager to design tactics and things? Uh, I believe is that, right? that, is, that is true. Yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And, you know, we do have some fans of the game. Um, uh, Kurt Schilling, uh, who pitched in the big leagues for a long time, is, is a big fan of out-of-the-park baseball. He actually participates on our forums. And uh, Pat Nishik, uh, a relief pitcher who was with the Cardinals last year, is a fan. Um, there are a couple of guys I've talked to who play minor league baseball who are, who are fans of the game. So there's some of those. There's actually a very prominent person in baseball who I can't name right now who has uh, contacted us and is, uh, really likes the game. And and um, I'm hoping to do an interview with him and publish it on our blog, and then I can say who it is, but I, I can't right now. Um, but it was very, very, it was great to hear from him and, and what he had to say. Um, and it's not Bud Selig, so... <laughs> that you can you can rule that name out um, if you're wondering, but uh, yeah, I mean it's I'd love to get the game. I, th- I think you know, as as I mentioned earlier, Marcus was saying that sports management games are so big in Europe, and that's something that's uh, still a learning curve here in the U.S. Um, you know, I, I know I mean I've got kids and I go to the school and I talk to other parents. You know, what do you do for a living? We have those conversations, and I get a lot of blank looks when I try to explain out, out of the park baseball and franchise hockey manager to people. Um, it's just it's something that is kind of foreign to a lot of people in the U.S., even for people who are into sports, you know, like they get fantasy football and fantasy baseball and that kind of thing. But um, it's hard for them to kind of understand what, what our games do. So we definitely have a learning curve and, and a need to, I think, try to figure out how to educate people and get them interested in these kinds of games. And we may very well see that filter through the sports and see, you know, perhaps see uh, a scouting director for a big league club actually, you know, have uh, out of the park baseball on his laptop every day and and use that in 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 along with other things. I'd love to see that us uh, get to that point someday. And this has been your long, obviously, out of the park baseball's your longest running franchise. How has it changed over the years? What have been the the main changes? Uh, you know, there have been tons of them. Um, uh, you know, it's funny because last year we actually released a, a free copy of Out of the Park One. Um, and, uh, which is actually hard to even get running (laughs) on modern computers. It's kind of funny. Um, there were people on our forum talking about, you know, use this emulator, that emulator. I mean, Marcus couldn't even, I don't think he could get it running on his computer. (laughs) Um, which is kind of funny, but so much has changed, but yeah, I mean, people were posting some screenshots from it on our forum and it's, it was very simple back then. It was, you know, much more like, you know, people have played uh, Stratomatic, you know, the Dyson card game and, and, you know, kind of the simplicity of that. It was it was obviously a management game. You can manage your team and your your roster and all that, but it didn't have a lot of the bells and whistles. And it's changed a lot. I mean, every year we have a whole raft of, of new features for out of the park. You know, FHM and, and the football game will, will be the same way in the years to come. Um, there's always a whole raft of new features that we put in the game on top of, you know, the, the new rosters. And like this year, the major league baseball license is the big thing, but we've got other, you know, really cool stuff, uh, for this year too. So, I mean, it's changed a lot. I mean, I know people who on our forum who are longtime players of the game will talk all the time about, you know, how they've been there since version three or four and how much it's changed and evolved and, and, uh, how, how different it is. I mean, I guess it's almost like if you have kids, you know, I've got a kid who's 23 and, you know, it's kind of amazing to think about the changes that have happened over 23 (laughs) years. And, but when it's happening, you don't notice it, right? It's all incremental. And then you, one day you look at, you know, now, and then you look at a photo from 10 years ago and go, wow, this is really a big change. So yeah, I, it's, it's hard. I'm not going to sit there and list everything that we've done in the game, but there's, you know, it's, it's grown, grown quite a bit over the years. One big change as well. You've embraced uh, (laughs) mobile gaming. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, IOTP Baseball first came out in 2011. So that um, uh, Sebastian Palkowski, who's also the lead developer on Franchise Hockey Manager, he's the de- lead developer on, on the mobile game. And, and, uh, and you know, what he and Marcus did was they just sat down and they went through Out of the Park Baseball literally screen by screen and just said, what do we need to keep? What do we need to toss? Because the whole idea of, of the mobile game is it's a much simpler, much more stripped down experience. You know, there, there aren't a lot of those little bells and whistles and other things and, and all that immersion. Um, but that's because it's designed for, you know, uh, a much simpler experience. You know, maybe you got a few minutes in line while you're waiting somewhere or you're, you got your iPad. I mean, I've, I've played it in you know, on my iPad in bed at night or something. It's kind of fun to just do that for a little bit. And you can kind of get through some seasons quickly and have some fun with it. Um, and, uh, so the, the and then this year it's going to be renamed MLB Manager, uh, thanks to the license that that game will be licensed as well. And it, we're adding Android, so we were on iOS the last few years, and now we'll be on on Android as well. Uh, and that game, you know, always adds some new features every year. This year is no different. But uh, you know, the goal is it almost to be kind of like a, almost like a, an entry point for people who maybe don't really know much about these kinds of games. I mean, for it's only five bucks for five bucks. You can pick it up and try it out and see how much you see how you like it. And if that, you know, if you enjoy it, then the whole idea is, okay, well, here's the big thing. You know, here's the big game. Here's the, here's the one. If you really want to run a team and do everything, here you go. Here's the, the computer game. So that that's kind of how we position it. It must be, sorry, Chris, go on. You mentioned um, it's going to be officially licensed um, this year. And, and, and so, how was that difficult or, or was you know is it a, a, you kind of um, constantly on the phone to people say oh you know can we we've got this fantastic game and we'd really love you to so you know put your name on it so how difficult or easy was that you know it wasn't as it wasn't that bad i mean it wasn't as bad as people might might think it could be you know certainly when you're dealing with a large entity like major league baseball um but uh you know marcus started discussions with them last year we were always kind of off their radar a bit but then they approached us and and he said okay well let's you know let's have a conversation about this and uh it went pretty well it went pretty smoothly um he signed a contract over the winter and uh the terms were not you know were, were, were pretty good and and um and uh, so, you know, we, we have to get everything reviewed by them. Um, they'll have to review the game, uh, both games, and, and, uh, 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 and, and, you know, even things like our newsletters and other materials have to be re- reviewed by them as well. But uh, they, they've been really good to work with. And the, the week that we made the announcement, they even set aside some things they were dealing with so they could review our screenshots and our newsletter and our press release and everything else we were doing. Uh, to make sure we could hit that, you know, to hit that target of last Friday to go live with everything and start start pre-orders. Um, so they, they they've been good. I, I it's it's been a great experience so far. How long does it take for each iteration of the game to to be developed? Then I mean, you've got the new version coming out soon. Mm-hmm. When does work start on the next version? Because you must obviously be getting feedback from like forum members and people that are playing the game saying, well. Can you change this? Can you add that ready for the next version? What sort of rollover have you got from one version to the next? Yeah, I mean, we, we always have that feedback. We've got um, a pretty good group of beta testers. So, again, another great dedicated group of volunteers who kind of uh, put the game through its paces and kind of uh, kick the tires and make sure things are working properly and file bug reports and all that. And then once it gets out to the wider public, you know, we get feedback um, 
And, you know, of course, we take suggestions. Marcus takes every suggestion to heart. And, uh, you know, if he can implement something, he will. Uh, we usually do a series of updates. We'll do several. Uh, our updates are always free. So we do, we'll do several uh, updates throughout the baseball season. And, you know, we'll not only fix bugs, but we'll also add, you know, Marcus is always good about adding little things to the game throughout that, even just a button that lets you do this or uh, changing the way something is presented or whatever. Lots, lots of little stuff, and that that usually carries through about September or so, toward the end of the baseball season, and even before that, you know, he's he's kind of thinking about the next version and trying to get his features list together, and uh, so usually heading into the fall, um, in the September October time frame is when really things start really ramping up. He starts kind of finalizing his features, and then you know the coding starts in earnest, you know, throughout the winter and. You know, we're in the beta period right now. The beta just started um, this past Monday. We've got, you know, our internal, like I said, our beta team. Um, it's a closed beta, but uh, so they, they've got the game now, and I've, I've got a copy of it and been running it and checking things out. So, uh, you know, um, so and, and then we're going to ship in March. So we've got, you know, basically around two months or so to kind of kick the tires and make sure everything's working right before it, it goes out, so I'd say all told, uh, what a five—I guess five, six-month process to get the next version out, and then, you know, during the baseball season, uh, you know, put out the updates and and keep going. Mm-hmm. I've got to say as well as a Mac user, I'm so glad that you support Mac, which <laughs> <laughs> a lot a lot don't, which is surprising too. I I know I'm I'm on a Mac as well, so I I'm I'm glad as well that we do that. And actually, we even. <laughs> The game is even out on Linux, so for any Linux users out there, you can pick up Battle of the Park Baseball uh, uh, that way too. So we've got we've had it out with the Park Baseball was there from the very beginning. So Cole, when did the franchise hockey manager begin? Um, I'd almost pass that back to uh, Brad as well because he was he was the guy. I, I'm new, I'm brand new at this spot, so he can kind of talk more about the origins of that because he was still in that position when when that first version rolled out. So Brad, why don't you take that away? Yeah, uh, so we shipped the first version of uh, FHM September of uh, 2013. Um, We actually put out uh, the game for pre-orders at previous March, and the whole idea was you could pre-order it and then download the beta and basically play around with it and give us feedback and and all that stuff if if you wanted to uh, until the final version came out that September. And then, um, you know, work on the game obviously was, was... going on in, in 2012. Um, we brought in uh, Jeff Riddles uh, as the producer on the game. Um, he's in Vancouver, huge hockey fan, the kind of guy who'll go watch, you know, uh, you know, minor league guys play, play and that, that kind of thing. Um, he loves hockey. So, uh, and he's also uh, a pro, like a project lead, I guess, on, on out of the park baseball, um, kind of wrangling our beta team and keeping them in line and all that. And uh, so, yeah, 2012, it was Sebastian uh, and his uh, uh, programming uh, partner, uh, Malta, uh, Malta Schwartz, uh, had been working on the game and on their own for a while and then brought it to Marcus and presented it to him, and, and he liked it. And there had been a void in that market. Um, I guess you guys probably know about Eastside Hockey Manager, which SI had published for a while, and the last version of that was in 2007, and once that went away, it kind of left that big void there for people wanting to play those that kind of game. So Marcus saw an opportunity to to step in and and uh, make something happen there. And another point on that end is uh, Jeff Riddles actually used to work on uh, 
East Side Hockey Manager as well. Right. So kind of right. the, the yeah. game that everyone used to hold up as kind of the premier hockey sim. I mean, one of our developers is was on the front lines for that game as well. Yeah, good good point, Cole. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he, he did. Well, that's good then, isn't it, to have that continuation through from that franchise into this one as well. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 great. I mean, because Jeff, you know, has a lot of understanding of how things work there, and and kind of what worked, what didn't work, and and can apply those lessons here. Um, so that's that's been pretty good. And uh, and then Francis Cole, who's our beyond the sideline football guy, who's actually in the UK. I'm the I'm the sole American, and <laughs> a company that's very very US focused in our sports. But go figure. Um, He's in the UK, and he used to work on Football Manager at SI, so uh, we definitely have um, that, that that background with a lot of the people in the company. You mentioned that, um, obviously, it's quite uh, US-centric or North American, you know, with uh, baseball and hockey and, and American football. And have you got any kind of, have you obviously, as Mark has thought about um, uh, the sort of more European sports, sort of, like, you know, football should we say or soccer um or any other sports in have you thought about getting into any of those like maybe uh, basketball or um I, I mean obviously football manager you mentioned earlier on is i suppose in some ways kind of corners the market in this country i suppose to a certain extent but you, you, as you know there's pro evolution soccer and there's fifa and they kind of coexist in the same universe should we say and and my own personal opinion is that i think that that's healthy because they push each other you know to to kind of um bring out the best possible products that they can each year so i mean have you have you guys given any any thought consideration yeah i i would say soccer is pretty much ruled out for us um we're, we're pretty friendly marcus is pretty friendly with the si guys and I, I don't think he'd ever want to kind of step on that turf they do a great job with their game and and i agree of course you know competition's healthy and but i think in that regard we're, we're probably happy to let other developers um kind of kind of uh jockey with with fm and um as far as other sports go sure i mean the 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 the, basically the blanket statement we put out there is that if there's someone out there who wants to do a game i've had plenty of people ask if we're going to do a basketball game or or other sports even rugby or whatever and uh his his comment is always that uh if someone out there has got a game, you know, you have to have a development background. I mean, if you're ready to actually execute on what you want to do, if you've got, let's say, a basketball sim you want to make and you've got a team that can work with you on it or you, you've got the ability to execute on that, you know, we're happy to hear a pitch and and uh, see what you have to offer. And then, you know, we, we may take that game on. Can you also can you tell the listeners as well um, a little bit about the release dates and what they can expect from the new versions of Out of the Park Baseball and Franchise Hockey Manager that are both out this year as well? Yeah, uh, so with Out of the Park 16 and MLB Manager 2015, they're shipping in March. Um, we're not giving a specific date right now, but um, you know, I know opening day I think is what April 5th or something like that, so... I'm guessing a week or two ahead of opening day, but we're still kind of, um, you know, still still working on the games, but we're expecting to, sh- to ship them in March. And then, of course, you know, they won't have the final roster, not necessarily the final rosters, but we'll do a quick update as soon as we can to to finalize all the opening day rosters. And then uh, I'll let Cole speak to FHM. There's actually not a defined timeline release for uh, our next version, FHM 2. It's actually going to be called FHM 2 to kind of bring it more in line with the yeah, to the park 15, 16, et cetera, naming. So at this point, uh, the, the programmer, Sebastian and company want to just ensure that the game is going to be stable 
and is going to do everything that they want it to and that everything is going to be kind of well running before they can kind of commit to a release date. So at this point, it is going to be out in 2015, but there's no specific date. And actually, the next thing on the list is a final patch for FHM 2014. And that's actually going to feature something that we're pretty excited about, which is the new match engine, the kind of first version of the new match engine. And the big thing about that was that the uh, the match engine in 2014 was it created a good uh, good game of hockey and simulated good stats and, and whatnot. But Sebastian and the developers just didn't think it kind of was as fun as it could have been or was as immersive. So mm-hmm. we've kind of got an outline here. I mean, there's a whole new rewritten engine. It's completely different and it's uh, it's going to be much more complex and it simulates kind of every second of the game and it always kind of keeps track of where every player is located, recording every pass every movement, every event, and kind of displayed as text. So it's, it's quite a complex thing, and they've been plugging away at that for quite some time now. So that's going to be kind of featured in a patch for FHM 2014 and then a more refined version of it for 2015, or, sorry, for FHM 2 when that releases. So in terms of timelines, we don't have any direct ones, but news is expected to be coming soon, and Sebastian is supposed to be uh, releasing a timeline uh, shortly. So that's where we are on that. I've got to ask as well, I haven't had a chance to play FHM yet, but the first thing I think of when I think of hockey is fighting. <laughs> is, is the fighting in it? <laughs> does, does it even simulate down to that? Do, do fights break out? Uh, yeah, there's no, uh, obviously, pictures of fights. But yeah, we every, everything that's in a real hockey game is, is in our game too. So it's uh, all there from all the penalties and goals and everything else. Wow. And of course, Go on, Chris. I was going to say, I mean, you mentioned that obviously uh, it will simulate the game and I'm assuming it does all that, uh, you know, based on all the statistics and everything else of the players. And I'm just curious because um, we have uh, over here the FA Cup um, with soccer and uh, most recently there were some big upsets, um, one of the bigger teams, so which Chelsea and um, Man City. They were knocked out by lower league teams, in particular Chelsea, with like the, the, the team that knocked them out were two leagues below them. And I'm just kind of curious as to how you factor in that because... The, Sports is so unpredictable at times, you know, um, you can get the underdogs and they will have no chance in hell, but will somehow overcome all the odds and and beat the team that's expected to win. And how do you factor that into a game like this? You know, do you have those kind of upsets? And and if so, then how do you sort of like factor in the sort of like the the frustration of that? Because, you know, like I say, if I'm managing a team and they're top of the league, they've got all the best players, all the best stats, etc., but then I lose to somebody at a lower league. It's like, no, the game's cheating. <laughs> you know, uh, do you sort of like factor that in and and balance the frustration? No, I think I think that's a lot of the fun, really. I mean, we actually have people complain all the time about these great teams they put together in our games that end up uh, kind of blowing it in the playoffs. But you know, in my mind, that's that happens in real sports. That happens in real life, and that's you know, that's it's well modeled in the game. I mean, I can't claim to be a developer and know how uh, how that's all put together and how it goes but I mean I know there's no cheat codes it just kind of works out the way it does but simulating FHM I mean I've seen like a low seated team go through and win the cup and upset top seated teams and you know you see all the same stuff that you see in real sports so you know that's part of the excitement to me I mean whether you're the one managing that low seated team and kind of making it all the way to the Stanley Cup or whether you're the one with that stacked roster that uh, frustratingly needs one more piece or just falls apart in the playoffs I mean that's that's a great part of our game and really helps the immersion, I find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got to say as well, in this age of like AAA games and graphics rule, 
in all honesty, my most anticipated game of this year is Beyond the Sidelines. I really, this, this is the game I have been waiting for. And we talked earlier on, you mentioned it, Chris, about having, um, with like FIFA and Pro Evo and having that competition, um, which used to be Madden, used to have a good sort of head coach style game within it. Uh, and I think it's um, 2K games they did, NFL 2K5, for me was the last sort of management style NFL game that was really good. And then Madden since has dropped it. So since the announcement, and there are other, I've seen I've, and I've tried other um, head coach style games online, but none have caught my attention like everything that Beyond the Sidelines is promising. Can you please um, tell us and the listeners whatever you can about uh, what we can expect from Beyond the Sidelines? Yeah, uh, Beyond the Sideline Football will uh, ship sometime this year. Um, we're hoping to go into beta, you know, so, and, and maybe in a few months. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll get the uh, when it ships. You'll have that current uh, NFL season uh, with all 32 teams with their, you know, real players and, and up-to-date rosters. They'll, um, we'll have about a decade's worth of stats, I think, in there um, for all the players. And uh, no, no historical play yet, or uh, I'm not sure about online, but no, no historical, and we, we won't have any other leagues. We won't have, you know, the CFL is very different from the NFL in a lot of its rules. So, uh, you know, some people think, oh, you just have the CFL, plays the Toronto Ar- Argonauts or something. But it's, it's uh, it, they have a lot of different rules. So it, it's all, it, you could almost argue we'd need a different game for that. But uh, for now, it's just the NFL. You, you will be able to create fictional leagues. So you could have, you know, uh, your own American Football League in, in England or or just about any other country. Um, and uh, the, the colleges, you know, the American Division One colleges will be in there, just non-playable, but they'll produce players for the draft. So you can – and we'll have the, the, you know, the players who are expected to be drafted for that uh, that upcoming year will, will be in there. And um, it'll be pretty much like, you know, like our other games. I mean, you'll be able to call the shots on the sidelines and – run your plays or let let an AI head coach uh, kind of take that over for you. Um, uh, we'll have a 2D match engine in there, so it'll be, I don't know if it'll be X's and O's or squares and circles or something, but you'll actually see, kind of see the, the play run out and see um, s- see what happens there. And then, you know, it's going to have everything else, all the, all the, the news stories that the games generate and uh, all the decisions you have to make. You want to trade guys, you want to... Um, assign guys to extensions you know you look at the situation the Colts faced when they moved on from Peyton Manning and drafted Andrew Luck and you know you could certainly end up having to deal with your own situation at at QB uh so yeah it'll it'll be um it'll have uh all that stuff in there and it'll have the stats and and everything else and hopefully maybe even some more some of the more advanced stats too because it's great I love these type of ones where you can just sit as the head coach and sit and call the plays um, I have a good friend of mine. He's totally addicted to these type of games as well. And you said you mentioned you don't know, about the online side of it yet, but I know for me personally, the perfect scenario would be um, I can play as the Steelers, he can play as the Lions, and then the other teams are, are, are just AI, so we can play online and we can control our teams, and it's AI controls the others. Um, but I think this is one of the beauty of, of these type of games is the way that year on year that you can keep adding stuff into it all the time. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's the whole goal. I mean that's the plan with FHM. You know, FHM two will will build on the first one and add a lot of new features. And beyond the sideline football will be the same way. I mean, 
we, the whole idea is to start with a solid foundation, you know, again, kind of have modern day, the current, you know, NFL season work properly. We'll have historical eventually as, as football fans know, you know, the NFL, uh, was very different, you know, in decades <laughs> past. Um, uh, so, you know, the whole goal with that is that, you know, when you play historical, you, you want the stats to be, uh, reflect, reflect that. I mean, in the baseball game, we, we do everything we can when you play historically to kind of have the stats reflect, you know, those eras, uh, you know, like, like, like the late sixties when pitchers became very dominant or, um, the, the, the days of the home run hitters in the nineties, um, so, uh, you know, that, that'll be the goal with the, the beyond the sideline football once we had historical is to, you know, is to really reflect a greater emphasis on the running game like they had at one time or, you know, you, you don't, you don't want guys back in the fifties and sixties to be putting up, you know, 4,000 yard passing seasons and that kind of thing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's gotta be realistic. Believe me, we'll hear about it if, if someone, if that kind of thing happens. So. <laughs> Uh, we've already got, we've got the forum going for beyond the silent football and we've had a lot of people on there chatting about it and asking questions. Francis Cole has been uh, great at, uh, at answering questions on there and and talking to people. What about you? You've got them. We've mentioned as well on (laughs) iOS uh, and Android incoming too. What about, um, mobile gaming devices like the Sony Vita as well? Has has there been any talk about anything like that? Because I think it would fit in perfectly. With with the Vita, people carrying it around. Yeah, I, I guess it could. We we haven't really talked about the Vita. Um, that hasn't really come up. Uh, every so often, you know, we, of course, we've been asked, uh, "Will you, you know, put the game on the PlayStation or Xbox?" And um, generally speaking, we just don't see that really being viable. Um, you know, re- remapping the whole all the inputs to a controller, and I don't know if you want to use a controller. <laughs> to play our game i know you can connect you know keyboards and mice to those consoles and but also you know do you want to sit there and play out of the park baseball on your 50 inch high def tv i don't know if you know i don't know if it really i don't know if that's really you know necessarily the uh, optimal experience i kind of feel like you want to play call of duty on your high def tv and then go you know maybe into your uh, on on your laptop to play out of the park or fhm or whatever so um, as far as the Vita goes, you know, honestly, that that hasn't really come up. Um, we, we we've really been focused on iOS and now adding Android, and and you know we're we're always asked about mobile versions of the other games, and um, a mobile version of uh, Cole might know more about this, might have a little bit more of a more recent uh, take on this, but I know that if we do a mobile version of of FHM, it, it'll be a couple years from now. We're, we're kind of focused on the computer side right now with that. Yeah, no, that's. That's the same information I have. I mean, the focus is on on the computer aspect, so that's that's off in the distance for a project, but definitely a, definitely in the future. Have you um, experienced any kind of um, uh, difficulty in, in terms of iOS? Because there's so many free-to-play games on there that it kind of almost it takes up the store, you know, and it, it's so difficult to find anything. And a lot of the time, the, the mentality that I find is that people, if it's not free, they think okay i'm just going to totally disregard that which have you experienced those issues or is have you got like i said a a huge fan base already in terms of and there's an appetite for this game on um on the mobile platforms yeah i mean i've i've experienced some of that i I do remember seeing a tweet uh, a year or two ago from someone who said he bought our game but you know on principle he didn't normally buy anything more than 99 cents but he (laughs) but he 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 sprang the five bucks for our game i i don't know i thought that was that was interesting i appreciated him buying the game of course and um i hope he's enjoyed it and is a fan 
Um, it was just a comment I saw on social media, but uh, yeah, I mean, there, there is some of that, and we, we've never really wanted to go down that route. A lot of those free-to-play games, you know, my kids play those. I'm always um, going, okay, sure, put that one on the iPad or whatever, and then, of course, it's always like, oh, buy 500 gems for 10 bucks, uh, you know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff, and we don't want to do that at all. We don't want we don't want to ever do a free-to-play game where it's like, and now pay us $10 so you can do this. I just never, ever want to do that. Um you know, we do have the the uh, with with the mobile game, with the baseball game. Um, we do have the historical seasons that you can buy. Uh, we usually have three of them for free, and then you can buy others. So we do do that as an in-app purchase. But um, you know, given the casual nature of it, you know, there there are people who sim decades and decades on the computer side and on on the on the mobile side. You know, I, most I've ever gone, I think, is ten years or something with with the team. So. Um, but as far as, you know, uh, our fan base, I mean, I, you know, I, I really work with uh, not only game sites, you know, sites that cover uh, iOS gaming, but also a lot of baseball sites that, that write about our games. And so we, we get a lot of exposure for the mobile game that way. And I think uh, that's a good route because a lot of those people really, you know, they see the value in it. They see the value of uh, five bucks for a game like that. Is, they see that as worthwhile and they head straight to the app store and buy it. I don't know if we get a lot of kind of accidental discovery anymore on the app store. We do get featured uh, pretty much every year. Apple will give us a little bit of spotlighting, which helps. And I imagine this year with the license, we may get uh, even more spotlighting. They, they may, you know, lump us in there with, with some of the MLB apps. I'm hoping, um, you know, with some of the more of official things since, since we'll have that and that that'll help with the discovery. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't really rely on people just doing searches and stumbling across our game because, like, like you said, it's, I mean, what are there, how many, hundred, how many crazy amount of games there are now on, on iOS, but it's just, yeah, it's, uh, it's easier to go the other route to kind of expose people other ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think ultimately the you know the cream will rise to the top because you know and, and your game is, is so well reviewed and and like you've mentioned that you've got a a, a really fantastic fan base and it, it's a nice way it's a nice inroad for people to get into the game and Dave you mentioned that you've been really enjoying it as well so um, oh, yeah 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 I'd also like to know from you guys as well apart from Out of the Park and FHM what video games do you play. Um, you know, I have to admit, I don't play a whole lot anymore. Um, I used to play more. I, I used to actually write content for Apple's website and write a lot about Mac games, um, which is how I connected with these guys because I we, we featured Out of the Park Baseball on there. And um, I'll confess, I, I don't play as much anymore. Um, I did play around with RBI Baseball a little bit on iOS, which uh, I admittedly was not a huge fan of. Uh and what else do I play? Jeez, I, I don't know. I, I I actually like playing like old Atari games and stuff sometimes, which is kind of kind of funny, I guess. A- a- old Activision games. I was playing Spider Fighter last night on my iPhone. Um, uh, so I I, I I do that. Um, and uh, I've got a son who's a huge Minecraft fan. He play he does a lot of Minecraft, and I'll I'll mess around with with him on that. But with family and kids and everything, I don't get as much into big RPGs or big first person shooters that take a long time to, to kind of work, work your way through. Uh, but, you know, I used to play Madden football way back when and, and uh, other games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, uh, I play, I have a PS3, but uh, I'm similar to Brad with family. I don't really have as much time these days to play it. And uh, 
not to sound too much like a company show, but definitely the games I've played the most uh, are, are <laughs> over the past several years. Uh, Out of the Park and Pacific, as I mentioned, I've been playing that for over a decade, obviously, so that's, that's one. But, I mean, MLB The Show, Madden, NHL, Hockey, like all those. I'm a sports gamer more than anything else. Yeah. In terms of text games, there's another good one, uh, World of Mixed Martial Arts by uh, Grey Dog Software. That's another company kind of similar to ours, but that's a, a martial arts kind of uh, text game of sorts, so. Oh, I don't know about that one. I'll have to write that one down. <laughs> That's piqued my interest. There you go. <laughs> but this is, this is good about these, though, isn't it? It's, you can sink hours into it, and uh, the hundreds of hours I've sunk into, into like you know, the likes of Head Coach and the ones we mentioned before, and it just keeps giving you something different all the time. That's the beauty of these games. You know, nothing ever seems to repeat. There's all different scenarios that keep happening all the time, and it's uh, yeah, it's it gives as much as you can put into it. I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I've uh, on FHM with our new version. I've I've done kind of a ten-year sim in the uh, in the NHL, and just kind of neat. I was just commissioner. I didn't take on a team, so I was just kind of simulating and watching it take over, and you know, saw different stuff. Like uh, you know, Alex Ovechkin played for uh, till age thirty-nine, I think, and he ended up. I have it here. He ended up tying. He ended up with eight hundred and one goals, which tied him for third all time. Oh, he just wow. maybe. If he had just maybe been able to play one more year, he might have been able to, or a couple more years, I guess, been able to catch Gretzky at 894. And unfortunately, he played all those years at the Capitals, and they never won a Stanley Cup, so his loyalty oh, no. <laughs> was not rewarded. But then I have uh, I have Steven Stamkos in that same sim, and I think he's at 794, but he's still only, uh, he's got a few years left, so I think he actually might catch Gretzky for the all-time uh, goal scorer goal scoring title so that's uh just stuff like that i mean just seeing worlds explore and you get so deep into them and get so kind of emotionally invested uh, that's that's what i've always loved about our games exactly yeah i think that's the the whole hook of of everything that we've talked about is is how emotionally invested you get into these games you do you just sink yourself into it and go into this other world which is the beauty of them and why why i've always loved them so much yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, I, you know, one thing I always like to say is that when you start a new, uh, a new league in any of our games, I mean, you're best basically setting a whole world into motion. I mean, there's just so much going on, and there's a whole AI, and you know, the players have personalities and attitudes about things, and you can, um, you know, I, uh, certainly in the baseball game, I mean, I've gotten into, I got into a bidding war once to get sign Randy Johnson to the Phillies, and. Um, yeah, you, you know, and some guys are easier to sign, some guys are harder, and you've got to negotiate deal with other GMs, you know, who might tell you to get lost if you try to offer a lopsided deal in your favor. Uh, so yeah, there's there's just so much there to, that you know to explore and see, like like Cole was saying, and and there's so many cool leagues. I mean, I wrote a post on our, our blog for people and check it out it's blog.otpdevelopments.com, and I re- recently wrote one about Tolkien Baseball League. Uh, so it's got uh, all the all these le- all these teams based on the Lord of the Rings, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, and and he, what, the cool thing is that he took the names file in the game and he edited it so it only produces dwarvish, elvish names, etc. You know, so all the names that are produced, you know, sound like something out of Lord of the Rings books. And it's a whole it's an online league. It's been around for several years now, and they just keep going and going. Um, so there's just there's so much cool stuff that that people do with, with with our games, and it's just it's just fun to watch. Well, that's brilliant. Yeah. Well, you had mentioned uh, you had mentioned kind of the getting to play against your buddy thing, and I think 
you know, a lot of our players are online players too, and that's, you know, Out of the Park Baseball has had online capability for, for a number of versions, and, and one of the things with FHM2 that we're really excited about as well is kind of the introduction of kind of a basic online uh, thing as well, so we'll, we'll start to see those formations of the online leagues, and that's, you know, the playing the playing the AI is one thing, but when you're when you're challenging an opponent and you know you're having trade talks. I mean, I'm in an online league without the park where we have winter meetings, and you know it's essentially as as dorky as it sounds, sitting <laughs> sitting six hours in a chat room. And I remember one time I had to tell my wife that you know it was okay that I sat those six hours in the chat room because I made four <laughs> trades and I uh, I improved my starting rotation. So. <laughs> I mean, it's stuff like that. I'm really excited on the FHM side to get some online leagues going because I think a lot of our, our sim players do like that aspect of, you know, not just playing against the AI, but playing against other human beings. So mm. that's going a big benefit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I would, uh, real quick, I just want to throw in a funny story that it's kind of Cole sparked. Um, there's a pro wrestler named Steve Carino who's a big out-of-the-park baseball fan. And he plays our game a lot. I did an interview with him um, for our site as well. And and he was telling me about how, um, and he travels a lot, you know, as a wrestler. He goes around to tournaments and, you know, do stuff. He's uh, like WWE kind of wrestling. Um, he's a great guy, though. He loves baseball, and he's, he's pretty cool. And uh, so he was uh, he plays out of the park baseball on his laptop, and he travels. And he said he texted his wife at, like, 2 a.m. once and told her, uh, I got fired. <laughs> and she thought, "What you got fired like from your like the wrestling thing? Like what? What? What's going on? No, I got fired by the Phillies. The Phillies fired me. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm so mad. He was the Phillies fired him. <laughs> That's it. Th- these games do get you like that, though, don't they? You can. I I know in the past playing them, I've I've been up up off my seat. You know, there's been a you know a last minute touchdown against me, or you know someone's hit a home run in a baseball game. It's no, this can't happen. Right, right. and you just catch yourself. You think, oh, yeah, okay, I'm back in the real world again now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh well, listen, guy, we're coming up to the end of the hour. I think what we should do is you've got to tell the listeners um, all the ways that they can find and follow you online, be it um, the website, any sort of social media, all all the links that you're going to give us now. I'll make sure that they're in the podcast notes as well so uh, yeah please tell the listeners where all all their online uh, ways that they can find you yeah um they can go to ootpdevelopments.com to find all our games um on twitter we are at otp baseball at franchise hockey and at bts football and then facebook is facebook.com slash otp baseball and then slash franchise hockey and then i actually have a Facebook page reserved for BTS football, but we haven't quite gone live with it yet. Some people have actually found it and liked it, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's cool, you know. But uh, we just haven't quite, you know, gone live with that yet. Uh, but but we will be. That's brilliant. Oh yeah, Brad, our uh, the Facebook actually for franchise hockey is franchise hockey manager. Facebook.com slash franchise hockey manager. Hey, I created that. I should have known. So thanks, <laughs> thanks for catching that. You know everything else. I'll just take that one fact. That's, okay. That's all I thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Please, please tell Marcus I screwed that up. Uh, well, he'll hear it for himself, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He will. That's true. He'll listen. You're fired. Yeah. Right. Well, it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. And please uh, keep us up to date with everything that's going on because I'm just so interested in these games. And I'm sure you, Chris, you're going to be dipping into these now. Absolutely. I'm going to go off and buy the iOS version after we've finished um, doing the show. Right, Chris, how did you find that? A double interview with uh, two great guys. Yeah, 
brilliant. They're they're just like really nice guys and very open. And they, that era just flew by for me personally. And um, got to ask some questions that I was curious about in terms of how the games are and how they work. And um, got to take my hat off to to the, like Marcus um, and all the people that are involved with making them because they just it just blows my mind. You know the amount of work and statistics and everything that's in them. Um, yeah, they're <laughs> amazing, really. Oh yeah, yeah. And as as game players as well, you know, obviously we enjoy playing playing video games, but it's always good to get an insight into the background and you know the making of them and how they evolve, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They they were great, you know. Like I said, just um, really nice guys, and uh, hopefully people will check out the games um, because they sound great, you know. Like I said, and I'll no doubt be feeding back. Um, on um, the baseball game um, out the park when I've played a little bit of it on on the iOS and I'll feedback about that on the same coin at some point. Yeah, brilliant. Well, they gave us all their details about how you can find and follow them online. Um, Chris, if you want to give the listeners how people can follow you on Twitter. Yes, I'm at DastardlyJabby. Uh, and you can follow me and the show at 60 Minutes With. That's with a six and a zero. Uh, you can also go to Facebook. It's facebook.com slash 60 minutes with, again, with a six and a zero. Uh, as I keep saying, the website and email isn't coming very, very soon. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. And thank you for listening. And thank you, Chris, for joining me on this interview. It's been great having uh, having a, 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 my wingman on an interview show. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Honestly, it has. All right. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again very soon. <laughs>